Welcome to the Just Begin podcast where we speak to people who just begin and all things business, motivation, wellness, and so much more because you never know who you might meet, so just begin. Hello and welcome back to the Just Begin podcast. It's your host, Melly here. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. As you see from the title, I had the pleasure of speaking to Vivian Serrano of Balino. They are a vegan cactus handbag brand that I actually found on TikTok. And I'm so excited to connect with Vivian and for you all to hear the interview I had with her. We get into all the details of how she decided where to source her material and how she even came across, you know, vegan cactus and learning about how to be more sustainable. She used to be very into fast fashion. She was in the fashion world as most of us are when it comes to fast fashion that's kind of what we grew up learning and she teaches some of her tips on how to get away from that and so without further ado let's get into today's episode so yeah when i found you guys on instagram i was like i need to reach out um this looks so cool because like to get things started for me is I've seen like other vegan leather brands but it there seems to be like this whole different thing where it's there's plastic in them there's all these different ways so for me like before we get into all that though like I would love to know tell me your story how did you open your business and what led you into this you know this industry yeah um I was I had been in the fashion world for back and forth, like three years right after college. And I decided to do a 180 on my career. And I started a magazine with one of my closest friends who's a writer. And mm -hmm. we focused on things that resonated with us. So I was stuck in this rat wheel of just pushing product, pushing product, being part of mindless consumption. And it wasn't ringing true to me. Mm -hmm. So I did that shift, created this small community based in San Diego of artists and local designers and activists, influencers, people who were really growing in the space of health and wellness and sustainability and even spirituality. And so it was there that I kind of got my foot into actually doing something with mm -hmm. all the years of being an environmental and animal activist. Mm -hmm. And switched back kind of looped around and right around right before the pandemic hit actually mm -hmm. um I was playing around with the idea of starting my own product I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do I initially wanted to do vegan shoes plant-based mm -hmm. shoes uh because I love shoes and yeah. I hate that my favorite ones are always leather-based no that's a thing for me I'm vegan and I'm very mm -hmm. eco-conscious so for me I'm like like I, I struggle when it comes to shoes. I, so yeah, I struggle when it comes to that as well. It's so sad. And like, then it's like, well, a good pair of shoes will last you a long time if you take care of them. So it's always like playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Should I go mm -hmm. for it or not? So that was my original idea. Uh, the pandemic hit and I didn't have the ability to, to have as many in-person test runs for the product. Mm -hmm. so that's when I decided to switch into handbags, which were easier to test, didn't require so much like production of, you know, sizes and variations. And 
at the end of the day, that's kind of one of what I wanted to focus on. I wanted mm-hmm. to start small batch and mm-hmm. starting with accessories and handbags kind of allowed me to test a smaller production run and then tweak and adapt from there. So that's what I've been doing so far. And mm-hmm. I was scheduled to launch last Thanksgiving, so a year ago, uh-huh. and it got pushed back to be beginning of May. So it's been mm-hmm really new I it's a very small team so we're all wearing many hats mm-hmm. but, but I've been very lucky to be able to stick with my original strategy which is small batch a few key pieces that will always be part of it and then slowly mm-hmm. adding like a different color or like a, a specific trendy piece that like people are act- actually like looking for and gravitating to but mm-hmm. all in all just like timeless classic small capsule drops that's it Yes. And I, I love that. I'm so aligned with what you do. And that's why when I found you guys and I went to your website, I was like, okay, I need to speak to whoever the founder is. I love everything that you're doing. So forever, for everyone who's listening right now, if you could just introduce the brand for someone who doesn't know it. That would of, be course, of course. Yes. So my name is Vivian and I am the founder of Palino. Palino is a play on the word Nopali, which is Nahuatl for Nopal. So that's a specific type of cactus that we're using. Mexicans love it. We use it on our food. We use it to cure, you know, the the salve of certain cactuses. We use it on our own skin. It's fiber supplement. We just love it. And now we're using it for shoes, bags, and, you know, car interiors and even clothes. It's a wonderful, wonderful plant and variation of cactus. So it was started by two Mexican innovators in 2019 and that is what I started my brand with. I Right now, I'm only using this cactus-based leather, which has a little bit of recycled cotton just to make the backing a little bit more sturdy for everyday wear and tear. But I'm really excited because it's mostly biodegradable after 10 years, give or so, and it's just incredibly resistant. So I'm really proud to honor my heritage and, and my family and my culture with this amazing innovation created in Mexico. I just cannot stop talking about it and celebrating it. Eventually, I want to expand Palino to have all types of bio plant-based materials. Mm-hmm. But right now I am centered very much on cactus. And it's just insane to be able to do something that's vegan and cruelty-free. And on top of that, just deters and stays away from PU and PVCs and all the nasty chemicals and I'm able to work with a great team who's small and family run and just ethical as much as I can throughout the supply chain. So that's that's our biggest mission. And so excited. Where's my heart that I'm actually doing it and finding people like you that are resonating with it. Yes. No, I love everything that, you, that you're saying. And I, I did a little research as well from your site. And it's so interesting how I would have never known, honestly, that cactus can be turned into leather. And mm-hmm. so I well, that's what that's it was like I forget what TikTok it was and it was like two guys or something like in a field of cactuses it, I think you know TikTok and you're like when they found it I was like wait what is this mm-hmm. so I think it's just so cool how you know for to be so innovative in this space because definitely like we've and just begin we've done quite a few articles when it comes to the fashion industry when it comes to waste especially for sustainability, because that's one of our main topics in the magazine. So that's why when I found you, I was like, this is a great um, interview to kind of get into a little bit of sustainability and, you know, like ethical practices in the fashion world. So I think what you're doing is a great 
way of setting a standard for anyone else who's, let's say someone wants to start a product line or a business in this industry, like you're, what you're doing, I feel like for me is like, okay, that's a great, someone to look towards for inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) So my next question now is, you know, for someone who, like this little tangent that I'm on here, for anyone who's interested in like starting whoever wants to be in the fashion industry or when it comes to like a product line, like what are some advice you would give them in the sense of how to be more sustainable Mm, in that aspect? Yeah. Yes. I I didn't have, I have to say, I didn't have a plan because I had never started uh, a clothing or accessory business. So everything I've learned so far, I've learned painfully on the go. (laughs) <laughs> no other choice but to learn like most entrepreneurs so <laughs> yeah like no I could not have seen it coming half the stuff that I've had to deal with so um I think in general if you're thinking of starting your own brand the first thing to do is to start it very very small like what's the first step you need to do to get it out the door and to create this idea manifest it into a reality I think that's the first one because sometimes you get so lost in the jumble of what I need first that you never you never actually get to doing it and a lot of the things that you that that you could be taught or things that you could easily prevent you don't know until you're actually staring at them so that's in general my first my first piece of advice (laughs) that goes to me with everything I do yeah that's what we call just begin that's the philosophy as well I'm like just do it just begin like Learn as you go. Adjust and launch. Yeah. Why do you launch? Launch and adjust. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> then you put it out there and it's too late to back out. You know, now you have to yeah, do it. For sure. And <laughs> to create a sustainable business, no business model looks the same. But I would say that in general, just don't get like focus really on why you're doing it because it's really tempting and easy to try and cut corners. Like a Mm-hmm. done it myself like especially at the beginning when you're when you're incurring so many upfront costs it is really tempting to see the option b and see it like oh if i produce it this way or here or mm-hmm. this fast or if i just produce more it's so easy to get tempted by that and i think what really has grounded me is to really always come back to why i'm doing it um what i want as a consumer when i'm trusting when I'm trusting a brand with my money and I'm looking at their mission and I'm resonating with it, I really hope that as a consumer, they're actually walking the walk. So mm-hmm. I try to place myself in those shoes. Like when somebody's believing in my mission and what I'm saying, I really want to honor that and truly mm-hmm. deliver something that's from A to Z as sustainable as I could possibly have managed mm-hmm. and while still making something that's attainable to, to this customer. So I think reminding yourself of that is, mm-hmm. is key. And also pick, pick one thing, pick one thing that's yours. Like maybe it's, you start by really focusing on offsetting your carbon emissions or by, you know, creating something that's Mm -hmm. truly, truly vegan or Mm -hmm. a truly sustainable product. Or maybe it's not a sustainable, but your whole transportation process throughout the supply chain is a great tip. Yeah. Maybe one little thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. And once you, once you become the expert on that thing, and once you have the things covered, then what else? Like maybe, maybe you want to be net zero now. Okay. So what, how, what's the first step in your supply chain where you can achieve that? So it's really overwhelming and it just sucks when, you know, there's so many things that we're doing wrong as humans in this world. And to try to go from like 
100 to zero like I'm going to leave no carbon footprint throughout my whole life it's just too overwhelming like Mm -hmm. let's not get lost on trying to do everything perfectly and just try to do like one thing at a time just better and better and better and I think that applies in you know if you're trying to become a vegan or a vegetarian or you're trying to be low waste or you're trying to create Mm -hmm. a brand that's low waste just focus on one thing do it right okay next and and that's kind of a sustainable growth and a sustainable you know, sustainable supply chain as you, as you expand and grow your own products. So that is my, that is my scrappy advice. Yes. Well, I think that's great advice because I feel like what you said was like key of like, maybe just figure out one thing of a way to be better. Like for us, when it became, when I said, okay, I want to start a magazine. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to print because I want to keep it digital. Like, let's try to do everything. No waste. Everything is digital when it comes to us. And like, okay, that's one step. Then the other step, like, why don't we feature, let's highlight people that are in the space or doing like what you're doing, like actual, a product, a physical thing that is, you know, something better for the planet rather than, you know, going on. What, what's that thing she in? Everyone buys Instagram. Oh my gosh. I've, I, people don't believe me or like, I have never bought anything from there. And they're like, there's no way. I'm like, I literally have never bought anything from Shein. No, (laughs) I believe you. And I won't. It's like, it's like the number one enemy for everybody who's trying to be sustainable in their wardrobe. Yes. And because they, they make you want to buy because it's so cheap and you're like, oh, that's a great piece. But then it's like, what are you buying? You know? I feel like as a consumer, we need to think about that. Like nothing should cost that, that cheap. Period. No, it's crazy. And I, I see and I, I get the appeal, especially if you're on a budget and stuff. So there are those like, I feel like when it comes to that, it has, it has to be like, okay, what are your values over the, like the quick right, right. thing? So I feel like for me, like when it comes to fashion, I have had to learn like, okay, I'd rather buy a piece that's maybe a little more but it's better and it's going to last me longer. And that's where I feel like when it comes to your bags, which I would love to get into a little more is how you have like a capsule collection or core collection, I believe it's what you said. So if you don't mind me asking a little more, maybe if you can speak about the design process, since you are, you did come from the fashion world and maybe you can kind of touch on that a little more and how that was for you, the whole design process. Yeah, yeah. Um, so touching a little bit on what you were saying, I myself was the biggest shopaholic in the world. And like Zara was my go-to week. Oh yeah. Like if, <laughs> if a week passed and I hadn't bought something from Zara, I didn't say <laughs> like, wow, I'm saving her or something. Mm-hmm. Because it was my daily, my weekly treat mm-hmm. and such a quick turnover. Like I would wear one thing twice and mm-hmm. then I would just sit in my closet and I would Give it, away. Give, it again. it away. Yeah, give yeah. it away or never see it again. Give it away or like it would tear apart and then I would try to try to <laughs> tear it more so I could use it for like dish towels. Who knows? <laughs> the point was like they were never, never it was it was a very low cost, very low cost, but like the wear that I was getting out of it really didn't make sense. So mm-hmm. um when I decided to create my own brand, one thing was obviously I want to adapt. I want, I want to create a classic so that it becomes timeless and you're not, you're not, you know, you're not falling behind with all these trendy items that are very like 52 micro seasons is insane. Mm-hmm. There's a new dropped in so many of these like fashion giants. 
So I wanted to create something that no matter how many catalogs were being pushed, that tote bag would still be timeless, that, you know, little wristlet or little fanny pack would still work with all of these trendy clothes. Mm -hmm. And so wanted to create something very minimalistic, free of like too many buckles, too many zippers, just clean lines, but also something that could adapt to these very quick cycles. So Mm -hmm. my original idea was to make every bag be able to be worn more than three ways, like three ways. Mm, Okay. So that was my original concept. Some designs were just too hard. Like how do you make a tote bag change in three ways? So while I'm still playing with that, because I I just want to elaborate these designs as we go, Mm -hmm. the the core collection was just that like versatile and clean. So Mm -hmm. small, small clean lines that could be adapted into a wristlet, a backpack, a tote, a crossbody, a shoulder strap. Like, Mm -hmm. and even when I couldn't really change the design a lot, I make things detachable or Mm -hmm. things that could be, you know, huge straps that could be shortened all the way to be like tightly under your shoulder, how we're seeing all these like Mm -hmm. bags and then huge to cross it over your, over your body entirely. So Mm -hmm. the whole, every, every aspect, even mentioning like detachable wristlets, detachable straps, all of that with the idea of you as uh, even if you are struggling to to become a minimalist and like support slow fashion like even if you are still somewhat supporting these fast c- cycles this bag will cycle through them with you yeah so always mm-hmm. that was it for the for the core collection and that's the one that is on there now with the key mm-hmm. colors green of course and black because every woman needs a little black bag and yeah. neutrals to go with everything in between and I want to stay away from creating like seasonal drops. Mm-hmm. I think that's still a little bit unnecessary, especially when yeah. you're investing in something like a bag. Yeah. But I do want to incorporate key colors, seasonal colors, which is mm-hmm. what I have in the works right now, like more winter, something more elab- elaborated for a winter clothes, mm-hmm. but still keeping a lot of our core designs. So they, the concept is, Starting in 2022, every six months, I'll introduce one design, mm. a digital design that is still very versatile, and that's it. And yeah. I'm not going to do a whole collection for, for winter, for summer, just yeah. one kind of cycle through these ne- necessary seasons, but mm. always keep a core collection. So for now, this was it, also kind of a test run, starting out, fitting the market, fitting what people were saying. And yeah, 2022 will be a core and then like a drop every six months. That's awesome. Because I think what's really cool what you're doing is you don't need to follow any formula. You're deciding to do what works for you and what works Mm -hmm. for your brand, which I think is so important because I feel like as as an entrepreneur, anyone who's like starting a brand, we fall, sometimes we'll get into like, okay, but what's that person doing? Or how can I be like that brand? And I feel like it does a, a disservice. So I feel like it's really, I love hearing people like you or any other brand saying like, we're going to do what we want to do. And we're not going to listen to what our yeah. industry leaders, let's say, have to do about it. I think like you do you, <laughs> you know, you do so you do that's really awesome. focus. On, yeah. It's like the, it's the anti Mm-hmm. anti-cycles you know like I, I I first heard of this company which I'm blanking on the name because mm-hmm. it's Swedish but <laughs> it, uh, 
it was completely repelling. So I would just do one cycle. So one a year and that's it. Like that's it for the year. We're not doing anything more. And when I first learned about this, I was like, oh no, they're losing on market cap and like retention, like people are going to get bored. But that's not the point. They were educating people on how to consume responsibly. And they weren't necessarily the most sustainable materials out there. But the whole idea was consume mindfully. And it's not it's not terrible if you consume something that perhaps is leather, but you mm-hmm. truly know how to value it, take care of it. And it's a piece that sits in your wardrobe and becomes part of your style for years and years and years. Yeah. So, and then like they, they were able to close the loop and like take back things and repurpose them. So to me, that's incredibly sustainable. And, and I want to follow somewhat that mm-hmm. pattern of completely, mm-hmm. completely disrupting how yeah. you consumption and trends and just... Mm-hmm really work with your own style and I think myself aborting and dropping out of the shopaholic cycle of, of Zara and H&M and fast fashion and going the other way into the minimalist wardrobe it's really defined my style more like now I, I yeah. buy things I'm very picky about what I buy and mm-hmm. now every piece that goes into my closet has a purpose and works with everything so I think it's also helped me as a consumer in mm-hmm. general just shift my mindset of, of cycles so yeah that's what they achieved with me I hope to do the same with Palino yeah well I to touch on what you just said like okay for someone who's listening who they're still kind of in the fast fashion circle they love they love to stay on trend they think that's what how they're supposed to be like for someone like you who was a shopaholic what was like give like two tips let's say or something to that could be like, okay, you can do this and you'll get away from that. You know what I mean? Like if you have some tips. <laughs> I have so many. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one is unsubscribe from all the emails. Like that is. Big one. Yes. Big one. Like <laughs> the first thing I saw every morning in my inbox was like flash sale and like new drop and like fresh styles and like mm-hmm. look at all these sale items that were turning over quickly. I was obsessed. Like yeah. every week I would check and there would be a, some sort of micro sale or mm-hmm. drop or whatever. So drop it. Unsubscribe. You don't want to see it. You don't need it. It wasn't even in your, you didn't even know that you needed another pair yeah. of black pants. And now, now you're obsessing over it because it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. Drop it. Second is I tried a lot of methods to kind of curate my, my wardrobe a little bit, but my favorite is to take everything in your closet and like switch reverse the, the way you're hanging the, I'm blanking on my English. I apologize to everybody. Like reverse the way you're, yeah, the hanger. Yep. Yeah. So I reversed all the hangers, literally just, they were all looking like they were going the wrong way. And for a month as I was using clothes, once that I used it, I would put it back the right way, like hang it the right way. And so after oh, yeah. the month, I saw everything that I wasn't using. And they were always the flashiest, trendiest, most like insane accent pieces that yeah. truly looked like a costume because I wore it once one year and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even feel like me. So I didn't even feel the necessity to wear it and incorporate it in my day to day. It was almost like a costume at that point. Yeah. So I was, I really like that method of just giving it a month and every six months. You know, That's a great tip. I've never heard of that before of like doing the the hanger and then flip it and see the ones that you didn't flip mm-hmm. and evaluate. I think that's, I need to do that for myself because I've been gradually every month. I'm like, okay, what can I donate? What can I just like recycle? And I try to donate as much as possible, even though I feel like 
there's a holding when it comes to that. Like they have enough clothes already donated uh-huh. that I'm like, okay, what can I keep? Like, and I try, I'm like to be more sustainable. Like, let me keep it. But I'm like, I don't need it. <laughs> I need right. to find right. a better way. <laughs> right. And the thing is, if you don't wear it in this in six months, it's probably something that you don't need. And this method is a really lazy, low maintenance way of just mm-hmm. going about your day, not giving it too much thought. Like I'm not going to give anybody homework. I don't want homework for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then just go about your day carry on your life, wear what you want, what you normally wear. And then at, at the end of the month, you can like very organically see what fits and what doesn't. Yeah. Obviously there's some pieces that you might still wear because you know, in that month it was summer. So obviously keep your sweaters, you know, do it again in winter. For sure. But just a great way to like incorporate it when you're starting to do like spring cleaning and all of that. It's just really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, another tip is uh, mm-hmm. honestly repair. there's a ton of things that I love and still a lot of things that I that I kept from fast fashion my fast fashion days that Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily the highest quality and most long-lasting things but it was a very easy fix like you go you go to any seamstress and it's just so simple you can even tailor things to fit more your Mm -hmm. shape and you know this blazer that I'm wearing now is five years old from Zara and Mm -hmm. I've repaired it twice and I think every time it's it's looked it's looked a little better because I've managed managed to cinch it or like lengthen apart or add a different button. So I've mm-hmm. given life to things that necessarily aren't sustainable. So yeah. that's another thing. Yeah, that's a great tip. And another question I have, I guess, selfishly, is what are some brands that you love right now that you look towards that for some like what are you, are you more of like a thrifter? Or do you like certain brands that are doing things the right way? Like, I'm just curious to know, like, where do you shop? <laughs> oh, I've tried not to shop in a long time, but I do have a list that I reference all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Levi's, I honestly do like Levi's because they're just great jeans that last forever. And they have, you know, recycled options and sustainable mm. textiles. So I try to like, fil- once I enter their website, I try to filter out with that like made up with you know recycled materials oh, cool. sustainable mm-hmm. textiles or they, these were repurposed and so Levi's has a ton of options within their general collections mm-hmm. okay uh outer known has good stuff for also when I'm shopping for gifts for men mm-hmm. whimsy and row I really like for you know cute pieces like a little bit more dressed up just okay. satin that silk blouses and matching skirts love that one especially for linens is a great mm-hmm. boyish and mud jeans are also amazing denim brands mm-hmm. um christy dawn for just layers and really go easy bohemian dresses um vija shoes able mm-hmm. solo i really like carmona for cactus based shoes also a mexican brand and they use the same material i do so shout out to them and same reformation of course for just like those trendy pieces i try to avoid it because it's, it follows somewhat of a quick cycle like mm-hmm. it, it is it does use dead stock and it does use like low low water and it does repurpose and uses from recycled materials but it does it doesn't seem as low fashion as possible. So yeah. I do try to stay away from it and just find like very specific things that I'm looking for and mm-hmm. not really basic. Um, 
for for days cotton basics for days is a really good brand and they're a closed loop system so you send them mm -hmm. bag of all your old t-shirts and as long as they're cotton you can send basically anything and they'll give you credit yeah. and mm -hmm. you exchange it for new cotton pieces so I can send I can buy something from them and use for three years and say that white t-shirt is now stained send mm -hmm. it back to them they'll give me ten dollars and then I can buy it from them the same t-shirt now but it was with credit so yeah that's an amazing company for days also Pangaya which is based in London great sweats and fleece and made from sustainable materials and really low waste and net zero Mm -hmm. just great for loungewear thinking mm -hmm. out I feel like there's more but so far that's off well, the top of my head it, like Sam I would love if you could share this list with me and I'll share it too mm -hmm. with everyone who's listening because they're gonna be like wait I need I need the actual I need links so I can like put oh, yeah, yeah. The list. I know that they'll be like okay I want to know everything so that's really cool thank you for sharing that because I for me too I've I've gotten to like a like a slump when it comes to clothes I'm just kind of like I don't like anything. I'm not sure what I want. Mm -hmm. I feel like everything is fast fashion or like, I'm not sure where to shop. Mm -hmm. And I know like thrifting is another option, which I've done that too. But I feel like for me, I've come down to like, I really like simple things, like very minimalist. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when I go to like thrift, I'm like super overwhelmed. I'm like, what is all this? Oh and it's very overwhelming. And I'm like, yeah. I literally, I have like, I used to always buy a white t-shirt like every two weeks because I would stain them. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Like what I'm doing, I realized I was buying a white t-shirt. I probably bought like over a hundred and one a year. Like it's no, crazy. I believe you because <laughs> it's like coffee and wine and then like, yeah. the perfume starts like staining it a little bit. No, mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with white t-shirts and I cannot keep one clean looking pristine for more than a month. So this company for days yeah, I'm just yeah. them because I send it back get another one. Send it back get another. Well, we're one. sure gonna do that because that's what that's kind of what happened with me. I'm like I'm gonna stop buying white t-shirts because I can't take care of them. So that's why I'm wearing black right now. Like I wear black <laughs> all the time because I know I cannot. Yeah, it's, it's classic. Look clean. <laughs> but that's, that's like a really great tip. I need to look. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Place. That's me with white pants. I love the look of white pants. Mm. But I have a dog. I'm always out running. Like I can yeah. never keep white pants clean. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. Cause yeah, for me, it's like white t-shirts. I'm like, <laughs> I have to stop. Cause I, I was being, I was making myself more self-aware. I'm like, okay, I bought like a white t-shirt every two weeks. This is not okay. Oh my God. So I learned, like, that's not a good thing, but kind of, I want to go into now a little more about you. So what I love to ask people who are like, you know, entrepreneurs and stuff, like what is like you know your morning routine like what are things that you love to do to keep you like aligned balanced and what are your like go-to tips yeah. so I feel like you have good ones I, I, I think I do I do have good ones but I'd be a hypocrite to say that I do it every day because I'm just the most scattered person in the world like every time I see on TikTok or like on social media like my morning routine I'm like yeah, yeah for two weeks and then I drop it for a month and then I do it for two weeks again and then I drop it for two months like I'm the same <laughs> so I, I'm gonna be the biggest hypocrite if I give like an actual routine I can tell you what I would like to do eventually like sure, yeah health. your um, ideal your ideal situation I would love to meditate like twice yeah. a day like before when I wake up and when I when I before I'm going to bed because those are the prime moments in your mind where you're mm -hmm most relaxed and like you're when you're waking up you're still kind of connected to your subconscious so it's easier to manifest it's easier to like 
get in a, in a mindful mindset, mm-hmm. but I don't do it. I've done I, again. I have all the apps and the reminders telling me to breathe, to take five minutes. And I yeah. just can't. What I've learned, my tip for you, because uh-huh. I'm someone like that. Like I really thought I would make myself feel bad if I didn't meditate. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm not doing what all the people are saying is doing. Like for me, what I've learned is more like meditation can be certain ways. Like for me, like I love sitting, drinking my coffee outside. So like that uh-huh. could be like, a med- like whatever you love to do in the morning, like think uh-huh. of that as your meditation. So that has helped yeah. me. That little thing to instead of making myself feel bad for like I don't feel like meditating <laughs> like that's I just want to sit here. That's yeah, a great I, I just say drink coffee and journal and I'm happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like grounds you and you actually enjoy and like with coffee mm-hmm. it's something you're going to do every day at least for me. Yes, like, there's no escaping exactly. my coffee. Oh, no, I, I really <laughs> like that idea. I'm actually going to incorporate it. But mm-hmm. what has helped me, like actually, and this is actually something I, I do, mm-hmm. is I. I found an astrologer who, who gave a tip of rising according to your rising sign. Oh, cool. Your rising sign is your first house. It's, you know, the, yeah. your day-to-day, your day-to-day persona. It's, you know, not, I hate the word, the stereotype of mask, but it's mm-hmm. just the first impression people, it's what people see as yeah, your first impression. Mm-hmm. It's like you in, in, in a daily social routine. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea that you're supposed to wake up according to your rising sign to just get the most optimal of your own personality. So I'm a Gemini rising. And that means starting with noise and information. And I don't mean noise, like hectic, just like music, a podcast, just start working your brain with, with information or with music that you enjoy. And it has helped me so much because I'm not a morning person. I'll drag my feet as much as possible. And that's not good when you are your own boss and you have to motivate yourself. For sure. (laughs) So I'll just snooze away until like nine. And and so starting off with the same podcast or starting off with my favorite morning playlist while I'm making my coffee, while I'm getting my dog and myself ready, while I'm doing a quick stretch, like. I, I can really see myself waking up with a better mood and things mm-hmm. like stretching and meditating and like my making my coffee just seems like such a nice personal grounding sure. activity for me. So I, I would say, look up your rising sign, find out the best way to, to like, stimulate. How, do, how does one find that out? So like, oh, in the sense of like, what would be the best activity for your rising sign? If you can connect with that astrologer, I'm super curious. I would love to. Yeah, do I, have, I will also send you a list because I follow so yeah. many astrologers on Twitter. Yeah, we, I love astrology <laughs> and we talk and just being, we talk about it a lot. We always have horoscopes every month. Amazing. And so for me, yeah, I love, I love astrology. My rising is Virgo. So I feel like that would be similar to what you do because that's kind of what I do anyway I love a podcast on mm-hmm. like I need like information I like to sit down I feel like I have like a very strategic like morning like I have to do the same thing that's why I think the Virgo thing yeah that is so I have to do the same thing every morning I'm like the whole I'm like I'm upset right 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 like your, your day just started off right yeah yeah, yeah. and, and my son or the normal my actual sign is Sagittarius so it's completely different I love that combination, Lily. Yeah, keeping your, your Sagittarius on in order. Yeah, literally, for sure. That's what it <laughs> I love is. it. No, I'm, I'm a Pisces son, so I just yes. I'm not motivated. I am not motivated. I want to do things when I want, when I feel mm-hmm. like it, and trying to create a structured routine. Yeah. Like I am my worst employee. So, <laughs> so, and the Gemini isn't helping either because she's distracted mm-hmm. all the time. So, starting yeah. off and just like boom, let's, let's start working the brain. Like let's get in the mindset. 
And so mm-hmm. that kind of pushes me into like, okay, the next few hours are just like work, work, go, mm-hmm. go, go. And yeah. right around like two, three is where I'll just start to mellow down and like get more creative. Uh-huh. So all, in your clothes day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. all my like task tasks happen early in the morning when I'm just like music, yeah. podcast, let's go, let's go on a run, let's walk the dog, let's make mm-hmm. coffee, let's answer emails. Mm-hmm. And then and then mellow out a little bit. Let's yeah. just create some stuff. <laughs> I love that. And I think it, it's so cool. Like when you work for yourself, you like have the opportunity to explore, like, what are the work styles that work for me? Mm-hmm. Like, where do I work best? Cause I've, I, I've also like had to find that out myself. I'm like, since I've been working from home since all of last year for seven, I'm like, okay, well, how do I like to work? Like in this time of day or there? So I've kind of learned what's better. So I think that's really interesting of like rising with your rising sign. And that is the coolest thing. I've never heard of that. But I think yeah. I'm doing it anyway, but I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, you might be intuitively, but I'll find, yeah. I'll find all the resources so you can share it. And because I would love yeah, that people, yeah. people need to hear about it. Yeah. That's so cool. And so kind of going into that, like, what are some of your, what's your favorite, like podcasts to listen to or books or resources that you can share with everyone who's listening right now? I've been trying to, to create a structure of podcasts. So mm-hmm. I started doing with the daily like I used to do a BBC BBC world news podcast just to like mm-hmm. start the day with general news and then I would go to a spirituality one which is usually expanded is mm-hmm. what it's called so just a little bit of real life and then just spirituality from there but I've really have started to enjoy the daily just because it's so quick and yeah sometimes the world can get a little bit overwhelming and I don't really need more than 20 minutes of, of yeah they do a good job of like here you go this is what it is mm-hmm. kind of like a smooth voice like the voice is mellow because mm-hmm. yeah. I listen to it too and I'm like okay it's good because I for me like my cortisol if I listen to something too crazy in the morning I'm like stressed immediately I just put you in a bad mood like you know we're all gonna die we're all ending why even try yeah. so I just try to stay <laughs> exactly. in, a, in a positive mindset so that is um the daily is definitely really easy mm-hmm. expected with Lacey Phillips is great for a manifestation and just hearing about mm-hmm. very like industry experts within the health mm-hmm. and spirituality mm-hmm. world. So that's a good one. The highest self podcast with Sahara Rose is also. A I great love story. her. She is so cute, right? Like, she's Sarah, that is my favorite listen. podcast ever. I love listening to that podcast. She just has such yeah. a calming yet grounded presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she's never wishy-washy like she's just so so easy to observe yeah, so her knowledgeable in her mm-hmm. what she like what she teaches and practices so I love listening to her podcast one of my go-to for sure the music in the beginning I'm like mm-hmm. she's just so <laughs> and then a good NPR podcast like how I built this just to like really get my entrepreneurial juices going mm-hmm. I love Guy Ross that's like yeah. anything that he says listen to I will I feel yeah. like there's more podcasts, but those are my like recurring ones. Yeah, those are those are great choices. I love how I built this as well. It's a great like. Have you ever feel like you're in a fun creatively? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's one that I'll put on as well. Like, okay, I need to hear this. And I have my mm-hmm. favorite one. I listened to the one of the girl who created Bumble. That's like my favorite. Oh, listen to me, like, yes, Whitney yeah. Hill. I listened to it like probably 20 times I put it on over and over again it's so good oh good right I remember hearing that one and just like hearing somebody that's so successful now and just starting from like 
start, starting from a necessity because she yeah. was working with in this one male dominated mm-hmm. field and they weren't taking her seriously like it's just yeah. insane when you're feeling like you're swimming upstream to hear these, mm-hmm. yeah. these amazing stories and some started <laughs> terribly and some started with all the right tools and just seeing how people yeah, it gives me it gives you perspective and um, I, that's what I love about like talking to other people like you and like speaking to other business owners why I've like loved making this podcast because I love learning about like other people's way that they go about business or what they've done and so this was I love chatting with you today and I um I feel like for everyone who's listening like definitely check out Palino and all your stuff if you want to just kind of share with everyone here like your website, your Instagram, where to reach you, all those things so everyone can get connected. Oh, of course. It's it's really easy. So it's www.palino. That's P-A-L-I-N-O-H.com. And then my Instagram is palino underscore label. Mm-hmm. I believe my TikTok is the same in case you see me. It's mostly me <laughs> just being an ass of myself. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, and my email is vivian at palino.com. So feel free to anybody who's listening and just wants to ask questions or just wants more information on the topic of zero waste or veganism or cruelty free. I'm always, I'm always on my inbox. So feel free to, to slide in there. DMs. I'm not so sure that I am good at responding, but I will try for everybody. And yeah, I think those are all my contacts. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much again for speaking with me today. 